Welcome to self-improved. This is not going to be about wisdom at all, actually. When the first little bit of this, you might fall off your chair because this is not the typical self-improved podcast. And heck, I don't even know if, if I'll post this. I might just have it as a draft for a while. Enjoy. I, like this, like this. Scott's beside me. This one's going to be a roller coaster ride. But if you wait a while, it does actually get quite deep at some point. But I'm not going to tell you when. Uh, enjoy. Rate five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Take care. Say that. What? Bowler. <laughs> I know, I got you. Bowler? He said bowler Tina hot dog eating. Test, test, test. Recording this is well. the first time. Sorry? Are you going to record it as well? I think I'm also going to record this. So Scott's out of the room right now. It's just Ben and I. Scott set it up in his crib, the podcast. Of course you know that because hey, you're listening. Oh my God, that's my water bottle. Purple one? That's not purple. Yeah, that's is a purple water bottle. I, oh my God. I uh, I brought that during a hike. In the, like last summer, the queue. Wow. I forgot my water bottle was here. That's actually perfect. I'm going to fill it up. Got you. Imagine if Talise walked up and we're all just having an orgy. <laughs> she'd be so rattled. No, that's the last thing she'd ever expect. She doesn't know what program for Evan. I wish, he, I wish y'all could <laughs> Open your ear. I wish y'all could see what was happening. What would you, or do you have a nickname for your dick? Big cheese. <laughs> Big cheese. I love it. The Shaffmobile. It's a, it's a mobile. Shaffmobile. Twenty four hour service. Podcast starting. Mine's three, just two one. Last off. Corn dog. Welcome back to this episode of Thick Radio. I'm here with Ben Vyshaft and Zeb Wisedorf. How sensitive is the mic? They've both been pretty sensitive. Like, this will be all right. Um, they've both been on the podcast before, so you're familiar with them and uh, have them both in the house today. How was your day, fellas? Great day today. Great day today. Beautiful, splendid day. I wanted to talk to you guys about Lionel Messi, mostly Ben. Did you, wait, who is that? Did you? Who's Lionel? Lionel? Lionel. Who's Lionel? Leo. Leo. Leo Messi. Lionel Messi. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Leo. Can we restart? I love <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Ben and I had a What's good up? talk the other day about him. What do you want to know about him? I want to know your no, opinion don't about Don't stop touching my leg. With, everything with Barcelona. Don't stop touching my leg. Paris. From yeah. my understanding... <laughs> Bar- ben and I's knees were touching. Barcelona's... Bl- <laughs> oh my god. Relax. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I interrupted. From my understanding, I read an article... For what I remember, Barcelona is blaming La Liga on uh, based on some restrictions, um, restricting them from re-signing them based, I think, on maybe the amount of contracts they have or how much <laughs> how much money um, some of the big players' contracts are. But I think at the wait, end, wait. So what? Wait. So what was why? Why couldn't? Because didn't they both? Barcelona, didn't both parties want him there. Like didn't Barcelona, Barcelona and Messi both want to be there? Yes, but Barcelona, I think, is like it's either two hundred million or two hundred billion dollars in debt. I don't think it's billion though. I think it's two hundred million. <laughs> oh my god, you're horny today. Hey, you're horny. Go this is a PG thirteen podcast. Trust, trust you beside me. I know. Oh my god. Uh, they were already like 
millions and millions and millions of euros in debt. Well, because wasn't his last contract like a hundred and seventy-six million dollars a year? Some, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you look up the biggest sports contracts in history, it's Patrick Mahomes at like. I think it's like oh, just over fifty million a year, and then it's and then it's Leo Messi at like a hundred and seventy six million a year. And also, so basically, I think La Liga and like there is a private equity investor that was basically gonna put millions and millions and millions of dollars into the league, and every um I might I might be saying this wrong. Every team would get um a part of this uh be part of this private equity investment, but. Madrid and Barcelona opted out of that because, I don't know if you remember, like months ago they wanted to do that Super League. Yes, everyone was boycotting. And I, I think if they, if they chose to um, take this investment from this private equity investor, that would eliminate their chances of ever this ever happening again, like them possibly doing it again. So they decided the not Super to. League? So now, yeah, so I, from mm. what I understand, I read an article, I can't remember, but they said, I think they opted out of that investment. And now they're just like so in debt. Well, they already were in debt, but now they like having being able to sign Messi again, it would just not be possible yeah, based yeah. off all the contracts that they have. Damn. I see. I see. And now he signed with PSG for one hundred four million euros two year contract. So that's like a million. That's like a million dollars a week. That's absurd. That's Scott, crazy. I asked Ben. I'll ask you. I couldn't believe he was crying at the interview yeah. that, for leaving. Just take a pay cut of fifty million, and you're still making. I don't know how in debt they are. Million. They're they're but I think, hundreds but of millions of dollars. I think, I think he did agree to take fifty million. I think he, he took fifty percent off. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I don't know. He still couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know how much he would be able to like take off because they still have like they have players that they just signed. They have contracts that are like are still um, that they have to pay out like Griezmann, Dembele, Coutinho <laughs> that are like upwards of hundred million euros. Big names and they, like they're. Their former president already ruined the club. Like, they're so in debt. Now, okay, okay. Aside from greed or horrible management, like, they're just emotionally abusing this guy, why doesn't he get paid two mil? Why doesn't he literally play for free? Just because he loves Barcelona. I think he's... (laughs) I think maybe... I don't know. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. Barcelona. Barcelona. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm nervous. Why? Like, why? As greed? a top player like that, oh, it's a great question. Like how? What's why? like? Why he's greedy? Well, it could be. Why? <laughs> there could be mistreatment the from expert. the club, and you like so? it's just like going having this happen when they said they were going to sign him, and then all of a sudden, last minute, it's put the shambles. It could just be like tired of being a part of that management. I see. And it's not like how much can you, um, you know, give or like not receive in terms of like the percentage of the of his payment to like when they've been screwing you over look at him <laughs> he's, he's making thing. he's making the so now he's with psg for two he's, years 104 yeah. million 52 million a how year. do you think how do you think they'll do i think they're because fucking stacked, yeah right? so they basically had i think four signings that were had zero dollar transfer fees they're all free what, what, so, what that, transfer fee? so like if you sign a player that's still on contract thank you there's a transfer fee so like you have to pay uh, uh, even more it's just money. part of business yeah that's why messi's was zero it's all the club has to pay is his uh weekly wage like his salary like there's no initial, there's no additional transfer fee to like get him on the team. So they signed him, zero dollar yeah. transfer fee. Yeah. Sergio Ramos, zero dollar transfer fee. Donnarumma, zero dollar transfer fee. Nice. The Italian That's goalkeeper, crazy. who's a freak. And oh, that young guy that won the Euro. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think a player called one Aldum. I think I he's on PSG. I think he's zero dollar oh, yeah. from Liverpool. I don't like that goalie's baggy shorts. He's a freak. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. They're, they're too baggy. Yeah, I don't care. He's a beast. Short shorts. Six no, five Italian. No Let's talk no about his shorts. Six five. If your shorts are touching your knees. It's too much. Ben. Get the fuck out. It's too much, man. I need I need shorts mid mid. Actually, I, I like short I like shorts. I like like right there. It's like wait, like mid thigh here. As a goalie don't, though, don't as a, point as a, there. As a goalie though, you're diving. You need more protection. But how much protection is that really giving? Gym shorts. What Benny. Like, what if you slide? And Benny. Just, if you dive and slide, He's, but but it's gonna slide. It's gonna roll up. The grass is softer than this carpet. Ac- not if I slide across. We're going down like this. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> you be running, you be running back. serious? If the I gra- jump, the, the grass is softer than this carpet. If I jump to the left and I slide on my left side oh, and I, I see, push across, oh, I'm I not going like mean. this. Oh, I see what you mean. Fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> it, it's soft grass. But doesn't matter. It's also really that's not that. that. Like, is that really the reason? Or is I don't know. I'm talking aesthetic. I understand. Okay, I understand. Direct message him. I understand. He's 6'5". He's a freak. He's a freak. I understand. I get, like, the sliding. Just aesthetically. Please. Can we get rid of shorts to touch the... Even just the Pull some nutsack There's no nutsack on my Honestly? Yeah, gym shark. I don't mind Commando. Did um, I ever tell the people on here I popped a nut to a client? <laughs> I didn't tell people on here. I didn't think you we, would. <laughs> we did a run, swim, run. All right. Yeah, I don't. It. We'll do it. I did a run, swim, run we'll with Scotty. It. All right. You know, honest, I can't tell you why I like to go commando after run, swim, run. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And I get to the facility. I throw on one of my favorite pairs of shorts, quite frankly. And I completely forgot they had a hole in the crotch. And this wasn't just one of your holes from wear and tear. This was like... You made it yourself or... This was like... No. <laughs> no. But it was like a decent sized hole. I demonstrate... Like how big of size? Let's, let's forget about that. No, let's forget about <laughs> that. Let's, let's forget about that. Let's move on. <laughs> let's get away from the hole. I am just doing my job. I show a stretch. It just so happens to be supine knee flexion and I get myself I elevate my hips up on a foam roller and it was poor Liam little Liam K I'm not gonna say his full name because people stalk because they're perverts on here anyways Liam poor little Liam's watching me from he's looking at my balls and Tiff comes over you know Tiff mingles Tiff comes over to just and then Tiff is standing next to Liam you know what she's looking at and uh, have you ever seen those little rubber toys? You squeeze them and the air pops out. <laughs> My balls were, were being <laughs> squeezed out the hole. And, and I felt it. When there's, you know, in science, osmosis, you, I felt something. It's not the same, but I felt something pop out. I stopped and I pretended everything was cool. And then there's the part two to conclude is six months later. I had to tell Liam straight up. I said, Liam, I know you saw my balls. <laughs> I told Liam in the I said I, I know you saw them, and, and he 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 claimed ignorance. He said no, I, I didn't see anything. But I took you know when you look at someone for a second after the they picture, say something. The he's sitting this kid down. I know you saw my balls. I know you saw them. Did you see them or not? And I, I'm just saying the way his eyes. I don't know the way you look at someone for a second after you say something. You know he knew. Fine. We knew. We knew. We just didn't say it. He we, he knew. I go to Tiff the day before and. 
Tiff couldn't look at me the rest of the day. She she knew. She said yes to that. I, I saw them, and that was the way it was. And I said, hey, you know, I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of ashamed you guys didn't get to see them before Tiff did. I'm, I'm ashamed, too. Do you still go commando at the facility? Ever since um, so have you ever seen me? Sometimes I wear... Sweat so, shorts. Do you sell those same shorts? So, uh, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, I wore them yesterday. Same hole? Same hole? Or you stitch it The up? hole's still there. You didn't stitch it up or anything? I, I've, learned, right, well, I've learned from my Next time stretching, let me know. <laughs> Scott, can you, can you read? These are uh, so I don't forget what to say here. <laughs> yes. Um, you want me to read them right ju- now? Just, yeah, just read them. Um, Cleve- Cleveland 5.5. <laughs> but what the what that's is an it? s okay s five a. point i love it excuse I'm... me cleveland s dot h uh n cleveland sn try for the next one try the next one kids cycling nostalgia bingo we're gonna talk about that what? do you want me to keep going you keep going that's the next one booby stay <laughs> Boobies, booby story, booby stories. There you go. I put that in brackets because there's. I could tell one booby story. There's Seth, actually going to be two booby stories. Dude, you write like these are Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> That's what I said. My best. No, my my hat. Just first thing that comes to mind, honestly. My hat, fruit <laughs> shit story. My hat, fruit shit story. Oh, uh, it's my my first. That's my not first, first, dude. How on earth my, does that say my first? My first forest. My first forest shit story. Okay. And most embarrassing moment, date going perf. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got it. Ben didn't get that. Bull, bowler. <clears throat> Tania. Tania. And hot dog eating. eating. Bowler trivia. Okay, well let's start. Let's start with the first one. Um, Cleveland. Uh, so I was on. Actually, that's a the, mess. That's just a mess. <laughs> that's a mess. Let's forget about it. I was on a date with a girl. That was the date going perfect. We'll get to that. And I see an old teammate of mine. So fella, and this is I'm, I'm, this isn't supposed to. There's no punchline. I, I was on Sportsnet. Really? Can you believe this? So I'm walking. I see my old teammate. I go, "Oh, Cleveland, what's up?" We start schmoozing, and I, and I'm like, "What the hell is this? What's this camera doing over here?" And I'm like, I think it's CTV because it's London. And he's like, Zeb, you're on Sportsnet. I'm like, what? And the producer guy, he's like, oh, these guys know each other. So the producer guy's like, do it again. We're doing it again. And I was like, oh. No so I back up and, he, and then I have to go and dap me. I'm like, Cleve, nice to see you. Uh. And, and then Can I he, see this video? I, I'm trying to find it. I don't know where it is. Uh, oh. and, and, and But I now know how reality TV people feel because the guy's camera was like right on my tuchus. And he just was like doing 360s and, and I couldn't, I was trying to look at Cle- inside and I was trying to look at Cleve. <laughs> and not stare at the camera? I, well, I was. And I don't know how the reality TV people do it. I, I Imagine a camera right now is just constantly going around us. So you'd end up looking at it. There was one it. right there. You could look at that Here, one. I have not I looked, looked at it once. I, I know, know you haven't, once. but I guess when there's... That's cheeky. I guess when there's a big beefy boy yeah. behind a camera walking around you, it's probably distracting. Attractive. boy. Yeah, tell me a cameraman that's not a beefy boy. Name one. They're pretty beefy. They're actually. all beefy. Mm-hmm. You've never mm-hmm. seen a camera. They're heavy cameras. They gotta be big beefy boys. It's actually know? it's kind of true. Actually. Thick boys. I think I've only seen big, big cameras. Big dicky dicks with them sticky sticks. Have you seen the camera guys run next to athletes? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen videos of referees running with athletes and they're just like no. in the NFL? Like, a, like, an oh, like oh, an, oh, dude, yeah. NFL refs. They're you just they're you already know up, they do it just to show off. Just to show oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's back in their day. Okay, is that next topic? You want, okay? Uh, this one I saw kids cycling and I just it reminded me of summer times. 
when you could just cycle, no no care in the world. And that and that's where that's what it means. That's what that means. The nostalgia of it. You guys remember how? Care oh, yeah. oh, but I told Benny this word back. I said, like, we kind of there were times we were living that life even now. I still be, ride my have, bike. We didn't yeah. have to be kids to no, feel yeah. the freedom. I was just biking around with no without an agenda, no destination. Like we have an agenda, but just sometimes around. sometimes we have free moments. Anyways, that your whole goal is just to have fun as a kid. So yeah, yeah, that's all you know. Yeah, do you guys, wait, do you guys want me to just like literally keep banging this pamphlet? Or? Yeah, you can bang that pamphlet. Like, here. we'll just hit all... You could bang that pamphlet. Hit all sure. the notes. Okay. Uh, one of my clients comes into the facility and he says, I was going down Wonderland Road and he saw, you know, saw knockers. He Dude, saw, saw them I out. Saw, in my like, neighborhood, I saw that. In our neighborhood. A lady in, was walking with her kid. Ben and, and I live in the same neighborhood. Out. Like bare ones? No, like, sure. This is what I'm saying. When I say when Nothing I say knockers, I'm saying no, like, like cave woman nips. like clothing was not existent in that yeah. moment. Were they good? Were they nice? So he, he said he said they were what um, street was this on? pretty good. Uh this is Wonderland near Costco. Just like a pretty busy area. Now You're talking big, medium, small, big nipples. The ones that might take nipples. Oh, oh, oh. That he said he said um pepperoni pancakes. Oh fuck. Pepperoni like you can <sighs> No, I'm not she couldn't that. wear like a yeah, low fitted yeah, bikini. Eh? Like you'd see. Oh, this yeah, this, la- this lady was washing with her little kid, and there were no shirt on. St- oh, straight up, really? size of the nipple. They were just big. They were, the whole thing was big. Oh, like nipples and. I don't know. I drove by. Anyways, it was just big. It was it's big. besides the point, but uh, but he he's, he goes uh, Zeb. That's the first time I've, I've seen another woman's tits in twenty years because oh it's, it's so his name starts with B, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also lying. Well, <laughs> yes, I I was I was cycling through Western Campus and I saw someone, Mama Milkers out. Mama Milky headlamps. Milky, <laughs> milky, <laughs> milky headlights. The lamps were, uh, anyways. Out and about. When was the last time you? Yeah, so you clearly saw. Some I saw during lockdown. And... It was lockdown a couple months ago. What a time to be alive. Boobs? Are you guys but, just talking about? Boobs? I'm talking like no, like but like like unsolicited pu- boobs. Like nudists. Public. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Not for years. Probably. In our lifetime, will we see? You I've think it'll be normal? Do you think we'll see a lot of women just? Talk Don't they do these like bike rides? And oh stuff? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rides. When I was in high school, a, a high school girl was so against sexism. She went to Sunfest. I could actually Office. see like I could actually see like cancel culture and like more of like the woke left, like literally just starting to get canceling so, bras. No, yeah, literally just starting to get so over the top with like their rights and their freedoms and right. all this stuff that like literally getting to the point where you can't tell me to wear clothes. I can see that. I can oh. literally say Because it's already, like, condemned speech. There's already right, so many right. words and phrases that you can't say. You have to get people's yeah. pronouns right, all of that. How far, realistically, we're not that far away from being, like, you can't tell me what to wear. It's true. Which is crazy, so. Public nudity. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, but there would also be so many people that wouldn't accept it. It would never be like normal. There'd just be the there'd be the odd ones out. That just yeah, it would be like yeah, a scene. exactly. We are very lucky. We can just go tarps off whenever. Just, yeah, just have, just have to throw yeah. the male privilege out there. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. I guess yeah. Without uh, without people talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, that is the, that is a strange thing. I guess how it is so different for men and women. Just because they have like more fat deposit around under their nipples. So, at than, some point, someone sexualized it. Yeah, at some point. 
Probably whoever invented the bra started sexual. Yeah. Well, it's also, but it also it's is a reproductive like, organ, right? It's yeah. a reproductive organ. It well, kind I mean, of it feeds, is. It feeds a baby. It kind of it. is a reproductive organ. No, but I mean for so. guys, though. Like, that's why I could see a baby. Ears don't milk? Oh my gosh. Did I ever tell y'all? I, I had the lumpies, you know, when you hit puberty. Gyno? Get, thank you. I, yeah, yeah. So you, you had the nipple lumps that are kind of, you could like grab. Oh, I you don't got, think so. No, I just have super stretchy nips. Well, anyways, so. Like, literally, boys, like, you know, sometimes you see in the videos, like, the videos, you know, I can't, I'm not going to Porn? So, you know, and uh, in that, um, no, I'm just kidding, in, in porn, what? So, anyways, I don't know why I did that. Um, you know, see them, like, poking out, poking. Poking? Poking. Are you all right? I'm I never talking about it. You know when they're, like, poking, you know, like, poking. You got a fanny pack on. Like, not, like, hard, like, I'm talking, you see, like, it's, yes. for some reason, yes, like, the yes. whole... Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's what it felt like when I was in grade six. I go to the doctor and I shit you not. This was only in the year like 2005. Uh, I, my doctor says, Zev, you're not gay. Oh, yeah. You told me that. What? My, <laughs> he was like 70. You told me that. Yeah, my that's... doctor told me I wasn't gay. Just based off Because nipple. I had a hard nipple. That's so funny. And my mother sat that's there in silence. Couldn't the best... believe it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I wish I was making this shit up. Now it's in like 2006. And he tells you about your sexuality. He tells me my sexual identity. That's so funny. What that the hell? Hilarious. How'd that even Dr. Stoffman. The good year. Throw it out there? Just, just, That's it was incredible. near the end. Yeah, I, I was sitting, I, it, it was near the end of the appointment. Just said, just so you know, <laughs> you're not gay, though. Like, okay, thanks, Dr. Stoffman. <laughs> That's wild. What a weird comment to make. Yeah, that is great, man. Great man. Sounds like it. Yeah. Great man. Um, he always wore his Indiana Hoosiers hat in the office. Yeah. What a great man, Stockton. Um, what's what are your most what's one of the most embarrassing moments you can recall? I I used to never be able to answer this question, but now I actually do have. Okay, go for it. Oh, I want to hear y'all. I want to hear y'all. You go first. Most embarrassing moment. One time I was at a basket. One time at band camp. I, uh, one time I was at basketball camp and, uh, I was like 10, maybe 10 or 11. And I think I don't, we were playing like some game, like a bunch of us. And then this girl came up behind me and pantsed me and my dick, <laughs> <laughs> and my dick was so just, my, my little 10 year old wiener was just, it. and it was I cold. I swear it, it was cold. Oh, it was cold. So there was no, the was on max. Yeah, the AC was on max outside, <laughs> outside the middle of August. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so my little my little peen was out for everybody uh, to see, and then I was very embarrassed after that. I love that's a good one. No, that that would have me fucking super embarrassed. Uh, I think off the top of the head, like I wet, I used to wet the bed till like grade seven. <laughs> my buddy, so, my buddy wore diapers for a long time. Yeah, I wet, so. wet the bed till wore diapers. Yeah, I wore diapers. Yeah, long, diapers yeah no, no, it's it's dude, well, it's a what, thing. Why are you laughing? It's a thing. No, it's a pee, a, like what, like, like why would you want to piss in your own pants? You know pee. you're gonna piss. You're gonna I wear a diaper. It's common sense. Okay, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> This pants. guy, like, I, I hope he wets his pants. He's gonna wear a diaper well, next time. Oh, oh my I, god! I, I, I slept over at my friends. Yeah, my buddy wore diapers the bed, eight. and it was soaked. <laughs> I pissed the uh, the sleeping bag, and that sucks because it's water repellent. Yeah, and it just stunk. Oh and, yeah, and I tried blaming the dog. Yes, <laughs> I love but that. The dog was a really good dog. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, the yeah. dog would never pee in the house. The dog was very good. What they? Do you remember they, what they said to that? Like, was he like, he said okay? You're lying. Oh, he just said you're lying. Yeah, he said he was lying. 
That's yeah, savage was, for whoever. It was, an, it was an adult at the time? No, no, it was my friend. Oh, your friends. Okay. He's like, that's he's like my dog wouldn't piss. Oh, okay, okay. It's like it was you. Actually, one time, I just remembered this. I Now that I made fun of you for I, <laughs> I, I pissed the bed. I, I probably pissed the bed when I was like a baby, but it wasn't like a problem after that. But one time, I was like, hang out with like, I was like getting babysat. So it was like a wide variety of like age groups. And we were all like... I think we were like under like a big blanket and we were doing like that, like with the yeah, I like, know, the parachute thing. Parachute thing, yeah, yeah we were yeah. doing that with like a big blanket. And then we like did that and like waved, and I started pissing my pants <laughs> because I couldn't hold it. And then, and then it like came down and I was like, p- I pissed on some of the blanket. <laughs> yes. and I soaked myself and, and I didn't yeah. want to get up or like be awkward. So I was just I, sitting there and then like the parachute fell and we were like all sitting inside it, and then they're like, Oh my god, what's that smell? Oh Did god. someone piss themselves? And then everybody looked at me and because I didn't say anything. And I you didn't like just kind of play it off? No. I, well, I just didn't say anything. It's and more I can then picture. Then I, I denied it, but then I went inside and cleaned myself up. Oh. Like I can just picture how like it slowly happens and you're just still literally. Oh, yeah, literally just trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no. Boys, so I was probably grade six or so. I woke up having to pee so bad, sprint to the washroom. Before I opened the before I could pull my pants down, it was like my body knew what to do. I start peeing and I didn't even get my underwear like fully off. I just it started coming out and I was in the, the cringiest position. I was like this. I was like this just frozen. And I couldn't stop it because and it felt really good. And cause usually we can you know, like just kegel it out and for like the, stop. For the it. listeners, he's uh, spread eagle, semi-squat position. I was like and it was horrible. And then like it was like kind of getting on the floor. It was awful. I, was that your most embarrassing moment, or are you just no? So place? actually, I'll tell you my most embarrassing moment. That was a Have bad. You ever had to ski with a boner when you were a kid and just shot it everywhere because you had no control over it? <laughs> no, I, don't, I did that same position you did. You just like yeah, lean over the But I did. But when oh, you're a kid, when you're a kid, you haven't really learned that yet. You gotta no, sp- you, you gotta spray the ceiling a couple times. I've never sprayed my ceiling. <laughs> I used How to. How many times did you do it? Only once, I think. But I actually, that it was a yeah. big mess. Like that was the only time. Every other time, it just hit the seat a lot, but. I don't really have a memory. Like we all know the classic hip hinge, and I, I think I at just first Superman I would just push. over the toy. Yeah, yeah. see that like a big push. But then, but then, then it blocks work. some yeah. of the flow. It's like kinking a and hose. And it kind of hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does yeah, hurt. Yeah. You gotta find the right position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, boys, it's the first time I ever had a shit in the woods. And you do shit you, on your. Do you guys remember? I think I told you this story. Do you guys remember the first time you shit in the woods? Yeah, I almost shit on my shorts, but I didn't. I. uh... I was like in the forest and I was wearing these, I was golfing. I was oh, golfing and there was, no, there was no porta potties or anything and I, ha- I knew I had the Hershey squirt. I don't squirts. think I've ever shot. Oh! I knew I had the Hershey squirt, so it's I had pretty, to. You get good at it pretty quick. So then I, I just did. squatted down. I knew it had to come out. I had these white shorts. <gasps> and then I like squatted down oh, and I, for some reason, thought it would shoot out on an angle. Like we've talked yes. about. And then it just straight down, no. straight down, but it missed. It missed <laughs> my, literally by like. That much, Mr. Schwartz. Oh my god, yeah. And then I like looked down, it was just a big pile of mush, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, like, god. oh my god. Oh, it's fucking And disgusting. then, yeah, I was like, I almost hit my shorts. And then from that point on, I learned. But I've only, it's only been like a handful of times that I've, I've never done it in the woods. That, it'll come. You'll get in dire need one day. You'll have to do it. And, yeah. and I am going to guide you how. <sighs> not that I remember. Not like There's... at a soccer tournament or something. There's no porta potties around. Like, yeah, like... probably go to the porta potty. Yeah, you just hit the porta potty in the forest yeah, and shit. That's fair. Some hikes, Clubhouse maybe? some hikes, you got like 5k to go. Yeah, right? I've done it in hikes, yeah. Yeah, I haven't gone, like, gone any big hikes yet. So. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what to do so that when it is your first go. No, you... I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to let it. Well, Benny, plug your ears because everybody, the first, I was probably grade six-ish. 
Uh, I very far from home. Just picture the scenario, like absolute chaos in my head. Long story short, I think it's gonna shoot out like a rocket launcher on a forty-five degree angle. Like you can picture me literally like Just this, pants around my knees, and I and because as a kid it makes sense. You think in the toilet, it hits the toilet quick. So in my head, I'm thinking it will take the same amount of time to fly out like a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course I forget that actually it's quite slow to. Anyways, I don't have to explain. Um, bullseye straight into the, the gooch section of my underwear. <laughs> like in the like in whatever. Um, now that sounds really bad, but remember I have to get out. I have to get out of my shorts. Like, like, think about it. And, and like, this wasn't just the Is Hershey's. A lot? This wasn't the Hershey's. This was a healthy, fibrous oh, log. stool. Log. Log. Yeah. Tim. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving in slow motion because anything else you're going to, you know, spray paint your legs. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I get one leg out. Um, I somehow miss. Uh, I, I don't rec- Maybe I got. For cocked on my leg. I get both legs out, but this is the fun part. I, I end, I, I'm naked in the woods now. I, <laughs> Wait, how I, old were you? It's grade six. Uh, okay. 12. I, um, like David and Goliath, I, I grab my underwear. They're still focaccia inside the gooch. And I, I, I get a little momentum like David and Goliath, and I, I launch it into the Thames River. <laughs> oh so, so the Thames River, if it wasn't polluted enough. Now, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still around. butt naked. Um, rest in peace underwear, it's floating down the river. But I sadly, some of the shorts did have shit on them. And this is where I, I ended up cycling home with like a little bit of focaccia on the edge, like right there on the edge. Yeah. Uh, and, be done, though. and I, to this day, I don't actually recall if any got on my skin. Benny, don't, it won't come out on 45. You have to okay. get your ass to grab squat. And I recommend now become an expert on this. Okay. So tree I, stability. Literally hug that tree, ass to grass, you're, you're set. Uh, little knee valgus is bring, good. Bring, bring some lifters n- if you can. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. I've done this a lot. I've done this. I, I've now done six in my career. In the forest? Yeah, I've gotten six very good. Days, right? I've gotten was the very most good. Um, the when I went here. up north. On the way here. <laughs> <laughs> off Wonderland. Off, off Wonderland. <laughs> on the way here. It was, it was uh, at, my sister doesn't know this, is that her little campground thing. Are you going to take that to your grave or are you going to tell your sister what she did? I think she knows because it's the second time I've done it there because she didn't have a toilet for the longest time. Yeah. So now she actually just got an, an incinerator toilet. Excuse me? It burns the to- it? It burns it. No. It burns it to ash and you just, the ash comes out after a week. You just like have a whole bunch of ash. No, explain this to it's, me. It's, you put the little piece of paper inside the bowl. You're cremating your dookie? It, and, then, and then it happens, you like pull something, it kind of goes down into this thing. You hit the button, it burns it, and you keep doing this. Like you, when you How pull it happens to the gas when it burns? Yeah. Global warming, baby. Jesus, global stink. Imagine the smell no, of that. It, I didn't smell like anything. There was already Yeah, but there's a smell somewhere. Like, it's got to be somewhere. Where's oh, my smell God. That'd be Well, look, no, no. Like, if you fart a bit, and then maybe a bit of the fumes come off. But if you do it quick, if you do a paper cocktail. Burnt shit? It's got to be bad. I, don't, I haven't heard complaints yet. Anyway, and now. So, I, I did not know this was a thing. So yeah. I went to Hockley Valley Nature Reserve. Longest hike of my life. I told you guys that. I had to go halfway through. And... Hashem, the universe, blessed me with the best organic toilet paper of my life. 
the leaves, it was like baby wipes made by nature. There was water. There was water on the leaves. And I used it. I used it, and I was I was cleaner than I would have been in my house. Cleaner than Wesley. Like, it was incredible. I need, I need everybody that's listening to this podcast, including you two, to watch Randall Park, Bullies and Diarrhea, This Is Not Happening, Uncensored. So this is a show called This Is Not Happening, where comedians come on and tell stories. Oh, my God. And Randall Park has this story about... Him shitting, him shitting at it, like, it's his whole story. I'm not going to spoil it. Just watch it. It's one of the funniest shit stories you'll ever hear. And he gets bullied. Well, he's, like, Park, running away from bullies these bullies. And diarrhea. It's so good. Randall Park, Bullies and Diarrhea on This Is Not Happening. Just search that on YouTube. It's so good. Comedy <laughs> Central. All of this talk made me remember that. It's so hilarious. And also just This Is Not Happening in general is a hilarious show. I need to check that out. I've never even heard of this show. I've been, dude. You, you'll be, you'll binge all of them. There's like Joe Rogan's been on there. Joey Diaz. Oh, Bobby Lee, man. Bobby Lee. Everybody. Him on Fighter and the Kid. I, I need to rewatch that. So, so funny. funny. The way, so funny. He's, like, he's like, I was molested for an entire summer by a man with Down syndrome. And they laugh. No, 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 no. He's like, he's like, when I was 15, I was molested by a man with Down syndrome. And then they start laughing. They laugh, and he's like, what, what? And then He's like, they're like, okay, go again, go again. Go and, then, and then he's yeah, like, go and then he's, like, he's like, you can't laugh. And he's like, for an entire summer. And, <laughs> and then he starts dying. dying. And then he gets to a point, he's like, I'm going to leave the studio. Yeah. And he starts and they die. And he's like, like, every day for an entire summer, <laughs> I was brutally molested. Yeah, he starts going it just gets off, worse yeah. and worse. Yeah, so it was funny. so funny, though. Yeah. yeah. So uh, funny. Yeah. What else is on that? Little... Pretty much this one, I was on a date with the girl when I saw Cleveland. It was perfect. And then at the very end, by the way, and this is sad. Her dad committed suicide when she was really young. Oh, and crap. Yeah, yeah. And and so she's saying, yeah, so I went to Europe and my family joined me in Poland, but then went back home and I kept traveling. And I was like, oh, your parents must have been so worried. And then I was like, oh, uh, your mom, sorry. And I just kept talking. And uh, it was like a little brain fart. Like, I couldn't believe it. And it was probably more uncomfortable for me, to be honest, than it was her. But uh, You probably overthink it. People, yeah, people yeah. do that all the time. Think about how many people, like, bring up parents, like, not thinking, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just like, parents, parents, when you hear family. Yeah, uh, you just think, yeah, you just think parents, plural. But it goes to show how lucky I am that I have two parents still alive. And... 100%. What's something you guys have learned recently that gave you a lot of value? I, I gotta think about this. I gotta think about this. Um, oh, well, actually, off the top of our head, we were talking about uh, just understanding, like, your own past and oh, how it affects your behavior today. Yeah. We were talking about that today. That's pretty valuable. I'd yeah. say when you understand why you're saying and acting. Oh, why, what, why things that people do bother you or something yeah, like that? It was something like that, because... And, like, yeah. looking and realizing that... Um, oh, yeah, resentment and how, like, we're, yeah, 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 it came down to parents that are scared of being a bad parent, and so that's why they're maybe telling you all the time what to do, because in the end, it's them being scared, and this is just theoretical, but it's them being scared of being a bad parent. That's the fear that's driving a lot of their criticism and stuff that makes them a bad parent, is the fear yeah, of being a bad parent. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like analysis paralysis. Uh, I don't know if it's the same. It, it, it's, it's actually what it is, it's the cobra effect of... Trying to do something good will end up making the initial issue worse. Have you guys heard of the cobra? Effect? No. In India, cobras were there's a huge outbreak, so they said we will pay you. We'll put a bounty on cobras, so then people bred cobras to make get the money from the bounty. Oh. And then India said you can't do this, and so people stopped. But there are all these bred cobras, so there are more than they started with. Oh. It's called the cobra effect. When a good so like the parents want to be good. That's interesting. Ruining their ch- kids' childhood, making them a bad parent because they just want to be a good parent. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Anyways. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. an interesting conversation. 
But I think the main yeah, point of that is like thing. things that um, that you get bothered by people are usually sometimes things that well we're relating like you you do something like it's like the hypocritical type of thing like you're getting mad at someone for doing something but you'll do the same thing it's like you have like this resentment toward yourself for doing those things and that's why you're getting mad at someone mm, for doing because right. you haven't you haven't you haven't that. like fixed or right we're, uh, yes cheaters accepted people that cheat in relationships that's are the most guilty of that the um, people that cheat in relationships are usually like the most jealous and most insecure and nervous oh. about their partners cheating because they assume that they would do something similar to them. It's like an issue that they have personally. Yeah. And when they see tendencies in another person, they like resent it because they deep down resent that of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're cheaters. That's, right. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's a common thing with even like small, small scale. Yeah. Just yeah, 100%. little, little things that you get annoyed 100%. with people that they do, but then you do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Now. Okay. I was talking to a client about this. When we first learned a bunch about fitness, actually still when we're learning new things, we end up talking about it instantly. Do you think, and now notice how we don't talk about some of the fundamentals we first learned about as much? And this has just been a few years. Do you think the same will happen with our development psycho psychologically, where we will get to this point, we'll be 40, and we'll just kind of stop talking about this stuff? Or do you think there'll always be more to resurface? Like, oh, I'm learning this about I my do. kids. I'm learning yeah, I actually get anxiety <laughs> around that sometimes because I know like... I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I feel alone in that because I get concerned. I've asked Nate this too before, but I get like concerned that exactly what you said, like I've lost some of the hunger to learn more mm. about fitness because I feel like I've, I'm there in terms of being able to help majority of clients and help myself. And like, I pretty, I understand all the fundamentals really well. So now it's like, I'm putting more time into learning other stuff. And a lot of that's like self-help or history or yeah. human behavior, yeah. psychology, whatever. But I think the same thing. I'm like, three years from now, am I going to feel like I've learned enough? Uh, like, you know what I mean? And I, then I start to get insecure that maybe that's like something that's wrong with me, where it's like, do I just give up? Like, am, am I giving up? Like, as soon as I'm like, oh, it's good enough. Like, my knowledge mm -hmm. is good enough, right? Because that's with fitness. It's like, I have so much room to grow as a coach. So it's like, but am I just taking that seed as like, I'm not as hungry to learn about it anymore? So I'm not continuing my education like as cool. as much. I'm still learning, but nowhere near as much. Where do you need to grow? Am I losing you? like? Am I losing that hunger and then just being like, oh, it's good enough. I don't need to keep going because I don't want that to become like cyclical. I don't want it to be like that's with everything in my life where it's like, like what what if I what if I became a dad and then I was like, oh, like I'm a pretty good dad now. Like I put tons of time ah, in when I first had kids. I see, I see. And then it's like three years in, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this dad thing. And then I don't continue yeah, to yeah. try to be a good dad or something. Like something that holds a lot of weight. I don't want to create this pattern in myself where I'm like, I lose hungry once it's like, I lose... <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> I lose hungry. I lose the hunger for it once, lose hungry. once it's like good enough. I don't think do you guys struggle with that? Like, do you like, have you, what's, I don't what's think your you have to worry that? real quick. I don't think you have to worry because already we've seen it comes in waves. Mm -hmm. um, so first off, when COVID first happened, we started really diving into just like our existentialism. Yeah. And look at that. That kind of phased out. You and I now, it's like, for me, it's moved to the ego and our like uh, behavioral psychology. So like it's kind of moved to True. somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. Um, so like we've sure we've had enough on the one part. And then fitness-wise, we talked about this the other day. We know enough to get someone fit and lose weight. But we don't know about their um, 
psychology and getting them to their goals yet, uh, like as much. Have you ever read through like, uh, it's called uh, exercise psychology. There's like all the stuff we learned on the social cognitive theory, yeah. self-determination theory, trans theoretical model. There's so much more to learn. And then what do we say? That's actually the barriers get clients to their goals. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So I guess technically we are still That's what I was saying. Like you don't have to necessarily, like you, you understand the fundamentals of training, but that's not all training is. No, definitely And that's not. what not all working with clients is either. Like now you expanded like the communication aspect and working with different clients. And I think it just branches off. I don't think you, you're not going to just for the, your whole career of a trainer, just study the fundamentals and like, no. you know what I mean? Like I think it just expands to different things. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're, you're not hungry anymore. It's just like you're changing what your focus is on. No, Benny, but we said with athletes, you can dive deep, 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 and it'll be beneficial. We were saying with Gen Pop, I honestly, please tell me how like diving deeper helps them. I think it's, I think it's almost a waste of time. It, it is. So like, like once you, for Gen Pop, when you know that it's pretty easy. Stuff, it's, it's pretty easy. At that yeah. point, I say it's then. Then it's get way more. Change behavior. It's way more behavior based. Like behavior based. Knowing, knowing the chemistry and biology of what's happening in your body when you resistance train or when you eat a certain food or whatever, it's overkill. You don't need that. Like, well, didn't we say we should call ourselves like behavior coaches? Or we were joking about like we don't. There comes a point where we do more on behavior change. Well, it's a fix. lot of like it's a lot <laughs> yeah. of like life coaching almost. As as dumb as honest, that, as no, dumb honestly, as that title is, like it is. Because like, if you're not, <laughs> we talk to them a lot about their if problems. You're, well, if you're like a coach that's trying to change a gen pops like physique, mm -hmm. and if you're not asking them about lifestyle, then that's malpractice. Yes, yes. Like, you're not you're not being a good trainer, right? And, like yeah. if you're not yeah. investing time into understanding what their home life looks like, what their environment looks like what their mentality around their self-worth is, how others view them or how they feel that others view them, things like all of those That's things huge. and talking to them and trying, maybe eventually you get to the point where they start talking about past traumas yeah. They tell you about your merit, their marriage, things mm -hmm. like that. If you're not getting that information, then how do you ever really expect to be able to change their life? Because we know weight loss is just eat less move more but there's so many other factors that play into that your relationship with food the environment you're in how your self-worth and all of those things that i just mentioned so if you can't figure out all of those and maybe how to remedy some of that then just telling them to eat less and move more isn't going to do anything because there's they go home they leave the gym and they're in a great mood they're like oh okay i gotta eat less i gotta move more i'm gonna count my calories i'm gonna exercise five days mm -hmm. a week all that stuff and then they get home and that environmental barriers in front of them and then yes. that relationship barriers in front of them yes. and then oh there's that trauma again i'm gonna go to food to remedy that yeah and it's all of these things that are still showing up and you haven't even talked to them about it mm -hmm. or how to be prepared okay that barrier comes up how do i overcome it yeah right? that mm -hmm. oh my gosh and i in my career no coaches that never do that yeah I just don't care. Well, it's hard it's but it also takes a lot of like there's also Such clients that, that that stuff's like pulling teeth or like it's, it's almost impossible they to don't get want to get stuff out of them yeah so some of it is luck you have to have the right client but like and i have a lot like there's lots of clients that you guys would know but it's like they're just so talkative like mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. talkative Open. like so you guys can think of some of the clients that yeah like, we'll talk to you guys we'll talk to me and it's like it's easy to change things with them because they'll just they tell me about their lives yes. and they're they're good and they recognize some of the things as well some clients yeah. don't they, always recognize they don't want to change yeah they don't always recognize the issues in their life on a lighter note i have a client that because she's so against changing i don't know whatever past shit that's happened I let her hip thrust, no hands. What? <laughs> she does a barbell hip thrust, no hands. Why? Because I've told her to put her hands on the bar in the past. And she says, no, I like it better this way. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Yeah. I and other, there, there yeah. are other things. To this day, I don't even say the word depth anymore because it turns into 
this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, I know what you mean. There I'm like, okay, no well, how much you try to give them. I'm trying to help you. Trying to yeah. Yeah. Like, trust me, the depth is not the issue. That's not the issue. Yeah. That's, not, yeah. that's not the reason. <laughs> like, I will make you hurt. strong. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll just elevate your heels or something. Like, they like, just do it. Yeah, they just want to do it how they think it should be done. Anyways, that's a big thing people, for anybody. Well, what I'm trying to say, certain show, last, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say with that story. It I, yeah, venting. I got off on a tangent. No, no, no. It wasn't me venting either. I, I'm trying to say that it's in the client's hands. Like you say, pulling teeth with people's behavioral psychology. It's in the client's hands. You can't hands. force a client. And Mo, Mo brought that up. Um, it's actually quite liberating when you realize like you won't help everyone because not everyone wants to help themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can't yeah. help everyone. I think so every awful. young trainer and more young trainers like falls into that. Like you have, like you, you almost think it's literally your job to fit to help everybody. Yeah. And if you don't have all these testimonials and transformations uh, and all these great athletes or whatever, then you're a failed trainer. And it's like no, like maybe you just haven't. You've ran into a lot of people that are not ready to change. Like. And this, there's also probably examples where maybe you weren't doing your best job, but like we're young still. We're super young, but Two I think more of it is like probably more of it probably is actually not because we don't understand the training fundamentals and mm -hmm. how to lose weight and things like that. It's probably like we're talking about. We just we're not good at behavior change. And commu yet. like communication is still like always evolving oh, trait sure, to have. Like yeah. it's no one is ever perfect that communication well, also like, learning how to communicate with 50 year olds that's what i mean like 15 year olds God, kids so like literally kids like skill. kids that are like super receptive kids that are super mm -hmm, receptive mm -hmm. yeah you know there's so many like layers to communication with an individual it's not the same that's why it's you have to literally be <laughs> with, growing every time yeah. Yeah, with some people recently i know i have to repeat myself twice so i will do it twice in a row i'll say load the hip with the med ball, load the hip with the med ball. I don't even wait yeah, for them to yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and for most of the stuff, I'll say it twice because I know the first time they're. I do like, the what? same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have a couple. Yeah, you just know you're gonna have to repeat it. I repeat it instantly right Multiple away. Multiple times. Knees out. Yep, knees out. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> know, like two times yeah. in a row because. Or like really make sure they're focusing. Like I'll, yeah. I'll literally be like, if there's like a partner or three or whatever, and like they're just kind of like nodding off or whatever. I'm making sure like. Uh, like Listen up, like yeah. Stuff or, like or that. I guess, what do you guys think about this? You could say, Scott, they see you, knees out. Wait, what? Like instead of knees out, throw your knees out. I'm just repeating oh, it, like your name. two yeah, times yeah, in a row. Yeah, you yeah. say Scott, boom, they look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get their that's, attention. Yeah, that's actually. I don't know, I'm, I'm just be, brainstorming. That'd be more effective. Because I do end up just being this broken. Yeah, I just yell. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot, knees out. Knees out, man. Yeah. Communication yeah. is the toughest. Actually, that's what Strength Coach Podcast taught me, actually, was they were saying in a group, say name, then Especially like, in a group. Okay, yeah, that makes Especially sense. in a group you or say, team setting or whatever. And I've done it with the teams accidentally. Where you just step, step back, Jamie. Oh, oh. and then like, but, and then yeah. three people look back when I say step and back and I'll be like, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. A like, it just wasn't good communication. I'm like, ah, fuck. Now, they've, now they're out of the flow of that. Now, now they're <laughs> going to the next one. Okay, so you guys have the choice. Train just individuals one-on-ones for the rest of your life or train groups for the rest of your life but the caveat is you make the same amount you're making the same amount for both per hour one-on-one one-on-one -on -one. you probably group to be honest you like you like groups yeah i like groups i find them i just find them more enjoyable like i like being in like oh, wait, a how busy, big of a group like anywhere from like four to twelve the minimum four. 
Falls a lot. Bro. Falls a team. Have 12, you ever, 12 you is know, a team. You yeah. must have forgotten those Saturday 2 p.m. workouts. Yeah, I know. Say. Yeah. You I must have forgotten because when you're toast after 4 or 12. 4 is okay, but like, it, are, are you tracking weights? I'm telling you, tracking weights for even... Yeah. So I have a group of 4 that comes in on some weekends. Yeah. I don't even get to cue them half the time. I'm literally the whole workout yeah, is me. What weight was that? It is a lot. Yeah. What so weight was that? The right weights were there. Oh, you started this way now. Okay, we're progressing oh, this yeah, way yeah. now. And you're like, and, and, and if, if I do get a chance to talk, any, any pain? Oh, that okay. And, and then one, it's like. But one way to like remedy that is give each client a clipboard with their program on it with slots that's to ideal. fill in their weight. That's yeah. ideal. Because that's what like that's what we did at Mind to Muscle when I was there. Everybody had their own clipboard. They filled in their own weights. Or, or there was also multiple coaches, so it was a little bit different, but That's everybody best. has their own personalized stuff, and then they go and do it, and they basically just track for themselves, yeah. and then you just write notes yeah. about no, it. No, that's a great way to do it. I don't, I don't know, like, I don't even want to be a trainer for the rest of my life, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. I do, I do, like, small groups. Wait, when, when's do, the like, cutoff? Groups. When's the cutoff for you? I've never heard you say that before. What, what's the day you want to, like, ideally? Like if it's Stop. if I'm training past three, I gotta I'll, go. I'll be. You gotta bounce. Gotta yeah, bounce. I gotta be client. Yeah, yeah. All right, seven. I'll finish up. Ciao. Thanks, Ben. Be easy. Ciao. Benny's out of here. You guys. Thanks so much, Hopefully Benny. The conversations. PG. <laughs> it Probably won't be. Started off real dirty. Over here. It did start off dirty. My God. It did start. I know. It took us a while to get serious. Okay. So that, oh wow, this feels super legit in this chair. Um. See you, Ben. See you, Benny. Are you in, in Oh, Benny, Benny, Benny. Eat your eat your croissants. Are you at work tonight? 3 to 3.30 to 4.30, I'm done. Oh, and then you're done? Okay. Oh, yeah, you'll be cutting it with five minutes left, I'm guessing. You, what? You'll be probably five minutes left, you'll make it. Yeah, I think it'll be a 25-minute drive because no, we've got rush yeah. hour. Maybe, yeah, that's true. It's rush hour. Yeah. This is the most I put boring, some, I put, most boring I put, conversation put, for the podcast. <laughs> true, people, everyone. People I forgot this is on. Everyone hates it. Hey, I put, I put cinnamon on there for you. He that's, just moaned. Yeah. I love you. You know what Zev named Cinnamon? You know what he names Cinnamon? What? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to leave that to your imagination for the drive. Oh, gosh. Have fun. I'll send oh, you my all my gosh. Oh, my okay, gosh. Um, what was your question? Oh, if I'm training past 35, I'll probably be disappointed. Like, I don't, I, like I just don't want to... Uh... Was this client coming in hot? Yeah. Why'd you say it? Like... <laughs> coming in hot. When someone's... <laughs> yeah, why'd you say, why'd you say when, coming when in hot? When someone's coming in hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I, uh, I just don't, like, I don't see myself, like, training past 35, like, I just, I honestly have a feeling, like, I'll be bored, and I won't, like, love it that much, I, I'm not the kind of person to work the same job for the rest of their life, like, I, I get, I get Props bored, you, I don't even, dude, if I'm being honest, like, I might not even train past 30, like, yeah, who, yeah, who knows, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I could see myself having a business in fitness, like, owning a gym okay. or owning, like, an online coaching business, where I'm still online coaching, but not necessarily in-person hours. Ideally, like, ideally, I make enough money to then invest some time into something else, invest into real estate, or maybe, like, yeah. something different, and, uh, or open a business of some sort, but yeah, I mm -hmm. definitely, mm -hmm. I just, I know I won't want to do the same thing for the rest of my life, so... I think too many people, it's an old-fashioned mindset. Such an old-fashioned. Dude, you have so many, this is how I view it. You have so many careers on the table that you could do. Mm -hmm. Why would you just choose one? True. Why? Like, why, like, why would you yeah, do that? Why? You have all these amazing options. And it's like, that's like never leaving the country you were like born in. It's like, if, yeah. if you have the means to do it, you live on the planet. Like, why not? You live on, yeah, exactly. You live on a planet. 
that's so massive and has so many different environments and all these different like landscapes and literally natural art in front of you and all these different cultures and all these different things to learn and all this beauty like why would you why would you stay in one place that makes zero sense unless like financially you literally have no other means but I even think you should be working as hard as you can to make enough money to give yourself the freedom to travel because yeah. that would be like that's a meaningful life having seen at least some of the planet that we live on same with working like if you rather than just doing one thing for your entire life like go see something else go try something new go be a beginner like I don't know that's why do you think why do you think people don't do what we just said because it's safe because it's yeah it's safe and it's, it's like it's true doing why things. why is it safe it's safe because you don't have to learn something new. It's safe because you're not a beginner. Because mm. when you get comfortable, like you go, you go and become a trainer, and you learn in the first year or two, like kind of how to do consults, how to run sessions, how to fit your workouts within an hour, all of the basics. And then you get relatively good at it. You're like, okay, like I can train people, and I can do it relatively effectively. Now I'm comfortable. Like I'm comfortable doing this job. And as soon as you get comfortable, why would you leave comfort? Like. Do you want to do you want to get out of your warm, comfy bed in the morning when you have to get up and go for a run, swim, run like shit like that? Like right. what we do, you don't want to leave your bed. But once you do and then when we're driving home, we know all of those positive feelings. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we know that being a beginner and doing stuff outside your comfort zone is good for you. Yeah. But I think that's why nobody leaves. Nobody leaves their hometown. Nobody leaves that same good job, that factory job that gives you benefits because it's like I was saying earlier, it's that good enough thing. And I think that's probably to deep, to dive into my psychology yeah. a little bit. I think that's why I'm insecure or that's why I'm nervous and maybe some insecurities about seeing those patterns in me. I never want to become the person that just says this is good enough because mm. I get worried about that because then it's like, okay, my career is good enough. And then it's like, okay, I have enough money or I have or I'm happy enough. And which I th obviously you don't want to be like a, those billionaire types that just never stop chasing and they're never fulfilled. I want to feel fulfilled, but I just don't want to get complacent and like just be like, oh, this is good enough. And then never leave my hometown. And because my hometown's comfortable, like it's so easy to fall into that. Why would I want to go anywhere? My hometown's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. and don't London, my back hometown in Aurelia, all of it's beautiful. There's so many positives about it. But there's so many other things that other places can offer too. So it's, it's not like, going. It's going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, who's to say you can't leave for a while and come back? Or, it's going to be there. Yeah. So what about... I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. I think one word, capitalism. And to elaborate further, the rat race. Yeah. You get a job, pays 80K a year. They give you a thousand a year, just enough to keep you hungry to stay. They give you the promotion... Uh, every few years, just enough to make you want the bigger house and the cars. And it just never ends. And then to me, that's not really the American dream. It's actually kind of a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So like you say, I, I think people don't go and live their best lives. I shouldn't say that. People don't do it because they get stuck in their iris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then what were you saying? <clears throat> um, oh, you were saying a job ties them down, finances. People forget, and if anyone's listening, by the off chance, then they think they're stuck because of a job. You can work in another country. Did you know that existed? Yeah. Did yeah. you know you can go literally just work somewhere else and 
pay rent and pay the bills in another place. Yeah, exactly. That's possible. 100%. Yeah. And Jeez. it might even be cheaper. <laughs> like, like, since when do you just have to be a tourist somewhere? No, exactly. Like, what the hell? Well, that's, my, that's my idea with like traveling. It's like, yeah, like a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just stay here and then I'll travel like once a year. It's like, or I could literally move to the place that I want to check <laughs> mm-hmm, out and mm-hmm. I could live the full experience. Because think about how well you know London. Like, or how well I know my hometown. Think about how well you know that. And if somebody were to come to London and want to like experience it as a tourist, you could show them all of the best places. That's the same benefit of moving to the country that you want to check out. When you go there, you have an entire year or two years or five years or 10 years to explore everything Mm -hmm. that place has to Mm -hmm. offer. So then at the end of your life, you can be like, I, I actually know what it's like to live there. And I got the fullest experience and I truly traveled that place that i wanted to check out oh we're at the yeah here understand working and traveling and things like that it's and also it's helpful because i come from a small town mm-hmm. and nobody leaves like oh, so many people, people stay yeah, like because it's sick like it's great it's comfortable it's there's beautiful places there's good jobs up there like there's industry rent mm-hmm. isn't crazy high right, right, like right. it's it's all it's all decent so it's, it's like again it's comfortable right yeah. so if you're born into that and you're born into a labor job and you can make good money it's like it's that's a hard thing to leave it's really comfortable it's going to set you up for a good life but i personally would rather struggle month to month financially but live in the place that like i've always dreamed of living than be comfortable stuck in my hometown for the rest of my life i hear you so that fear of being like everybody else and staying in my hometown drives me to want mm, to want there you go That's see other things work other places like, it's very common for fear yeah. to be the driver mm-hmm. in most cases fear is a powerful driver. it's the driver now i'll tell you people will say i you want me to get a job what about the month it'll take to find a job i people one word save yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like sure. it's this isn't complicated. No, people just can't live below their means, my man. That's true. That's very it's, true. It's yeah, a big fucking issue. But then, but that's why money doesn't <laughs> money doesn't buy happiness. It buys freedom, which freedom and freedom's happiness. So it's just paper. It's just paper. Exactly. What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what really dictates but fulfillment. If you can live below your means and save as much money as possible, and then have some financial freedom your life will get so much better because then you can travel and maybe move to another country and work or Mm -hmm. do whatever now when people roll their eyes because we talk about retirement in our 20s it's the best time to talk retirement you will actually retire earlier when you start focusing on it now because in your 50s (laughs) everybody starts worrying about it when they're exactly when it's too late 40 or 50 they're like oh i should start getting ready for retirement but if you put a thousand dollars if you put a hundred dollars away every month until yeah, you yeah, were yeah. like 30 or 40, you know the compounding interest better oh, yeah. than i do Fuck, bro, but you'd be but you would be so let's do it right now bro do it right now and i watched a video i watched a video before i came here yeah it was saying if you save two thousand dollars a month and get an average return two thousand dollars a month let think about it you work a decent job some people can save that it's not unrealistic no. two thousand a month $5,000 a month is a very common income. I was going to say, so, and it, when you could turn 65, 5 million. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> think insane. two grand a what, month. What was the return rate? 8% is yeah. the average. Yeah, yeah. And, but they didn't say on the show, but I'm assuming they're going to talk. It's the, the average is yeah. what I'm assuming they were. 
So yeah, we don't. So we don't even need to do that. But like two, like but still two thousand. Um, even so, even if I did, bro. I pulled this website up with my client last night, yeah. folks. I have a client. He's in grade ten. He's working a summer job that pays him like a thousand bucks every two weeks. And I said, okay, how much do you have? If you don't mind me asking, he said six three hundred. I said, okay, man, you're gonna take. No, he had sixty five hundred. So I said, okay, man, take sixty three hundred. That leaves two hundred in your bank account for ice cream cones. I said, take the sixty three hundred, and I put him on this website, and I said. In, by the time you're 30, you do nothing to it, and you and I and I showed him you get a measly five percent. I hope y'all are staying with me. He'd have um, it was 15 or 18 thousand, pretty damn good. Yeah. I then said, look, you can get nine um, percent, just a little better than S and P over 50 years, of uh, 49,000. Yeah. And then I showed him what happens when you put a thousand bucks a month in, and it obviously went higher. And it's like. This is a teenager with 6,300. And I told him, I said, you didn't have to save up the 6,300. Mm-hmm. You have the money. I said, literally, you put it in today. You're guaranteeing 50,000. That's crazy, yeah. With a, like good, decent okay. returns and a little contribution. Even look at this. So if you... What do we got here? So if you invest... So your initial investment is 100 bucks. And then every month, you put 100 bucks in for 30 years at an 8% interest rate then you will make $150,000 and you'll have made 114,000 since you're That's when we're not even 55 yet and yeah. there boom you literally you're not even 50 like well yeah I'll be 52 Bro. so 52 years old and it's 100 that's bucks that's so easy 100 that's bucks so that's, that's easy. nothing people pay 100 bucks for <laughs> food like i was literally gonna say coffee people pay a hundred bucks in coffee sometimes a month like yeah and oh man don't even get me started and and imagine if uh you ride your bike so there you save 50 bucks in gas plus you don't eat out twice a week Mm -hmm. so you ride your bike don't eat out twice a week boom you've hit more than 100 a month now you've just made now you've made up those two decisions made you 150k and you're not going to spend all your money on physio because your body is yeah. loving you. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you recommend people invest in to get that return rate though? What do we got here? 8%? Yeah. The S&P oh, 500. oh, S&P 500 from Vanguard. But I watched a video. You can technically get like 0.2 higher if you go TSX 60. Oh, yeah. So that's TSX's um, index and the MSCI index. That's the global market index. Mm-hmm. So they take the top uh, equities in the world. Oh, wow. And you combine those three. You get like 8. a little 2? more, a little more than you would. Damn. Fun fact, and I'm trying to think like one what's even better actually is if you went with some REITs plus some of those indexes and the REITs give dividends of 5%, uh, some six, and like now you've pretty much guaranteed it. Whereas yeah. you never know, technically you don't know if we'll have that in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. Based off the way capitalism is booming more than it did 40 years ago with the blue chips, the mm-hmm. top five. I, th- I think we're going to see the average go up. I think I, so, I'm no yeah. economist, but I just think the way we're all relying on the big five companies. Mm-hmm. Like we are, would you that's say we're, we're, we're more even, reliant on them now than we true. were 40 years ago. Dude, you know what's crazy? I was talking to my dad last night. We were talking about capitalism and we're just talking about like societal structures. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? He blew my mind when he said this. Capitalism and like democracy, like capitalism and democracy are kind of like together essentially it's kind of like that's an economy we live in right right it's a capitalistic democratic society for the most part um but so capitalism starts out initially as whoever like you get what you put in essentially so like you 
So you put in a certain amount of effort, like compared to communism, where it doesn't matter how much effort you put in, you everybody gets the same. Within a capitalist society, you get what you put in. So the more effort you put in, theoretically, the more capital you should gain and the better you should do within that society. Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy about capitalism is that all makes sense and it goes like that for a while. But then eventually, and what you're seeing now is we end up with this with this power dynamic where the rich just keep getting richer and the poor just keep getting poorer and that middle class just keeps getting elongated mm. even further. So it actually goes against what the original idea was behind that society because if a really rich family has a rich kid, they don't have to put any effort in and they stay on top. But it doesn't matter how hard some poor families work because they're never going to make it up right, to that top, right. which is goes completely against the initial idea behind that economy, yeah. which was put get what you put in now that's not the case it, you don't the rich don't have to put in any effort to stay rich man you know it makes perfect Blew sense, my mind but you don't think of that. no but you don't think about it it's one of those yeah. things you don't think about it and then we were talking about meritocracy and like how a so merit, explain a, it a meritocracy is based on merit so oh, okay. how much merit you and that's kind of like what also, I'm kind of I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about, so don't please. You're thinking don't, out loud. I yeah, like don't it. I don't take it. take this all with a grain of salt. I'm we're just schmoozing. I'm not an economist. I'm not a politician. I don't really know what I'm doing. But we were talking about it and like a meritocracy. And my dad knows everything about this. And oh, I'm just yeah, kind of yeah, regurgitating yeah. like what I understood. Right. He's really intelligent. I'm just a listener. So, but we were talking about that. And a meritocracy is designed as in like. <laughs> you whoever's best for the job gets it so if there's like a so like scientists are very like privatized they are in they're not how many scientists are in the public domain like how many scientists are actually working within a public space within government or anything like that there's some but not shouldn't there be like the scientists of politics like the people that literally know every little piece about politics shouldn't those be the people that are making very important decisions around politics rather than just the families of historical politicians who just happen to be in the in no friend of a friend who happens to be up in office and then they can make them a senator and then that person become uh, a senator in a higher place and the next thing you know they're president but they don't know shit about politics so meritocracy, the idea is that everybody, whoever has the most merit in that field, deserves that job. So the smartest people are in the most important positions. So within government, within military, within peacekeeping, within everything like that. And then that's and it's based on that. So everybody and the whole goal of meritocracy is that you put the smartest people in the, in the places that they need to be so that everybody gets value from that. And it makes society grow together because then you don't have like a, then you don't have the shift of like just hiring people based on their position or their family name or how much money they have. But it's just whoever's best for the job. It's how it should be. Yeah. I know. No, it's meritocracy. And now that you put it, it's how actually everything should work, but we're emotional. I'm going to put, I'm going to put in the definition to make sure. Put, I know. No, yeah, yeah. But it, based off what you're talking about, we're emotional. We are. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why it doesn't work. Exactly. Like never, Trudeau. It's too logical. I'm thinking right away Trudeau. His father was a prime minister. Heck, there's probably people that know government better than he does, but people always went off about his hair. He used to be a teacher. He was that middle class yeah, guy, like exactly, everyone else, yeah. and his dad. And then everyone liked just the stories. Yeah, and Pierre Trudeau wasn't even a good prime minister. No, um, meritocracy. The definition is government or the holding of power by people selected on the basis of their ability. 
Perfect. So that's yeah, a good, it makes that, sense. So that is, sense. I guess, what I said. But yeah, it, hey, we see quite a bit right away. I think in the fitness industry, I, mm-hmm. I think we see that decent amount. Mm-hmm. Like you, everyone's like, oh, well, oh, uh, actually, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Someone even. who played sports, they're like, oh, you played semi-pro sports. Here's your job. Or yeah, what are you definitely. thinking? What are you thinking? Same idea, mm-hmm. but also think about who is the most popular in the fitness industry on social media. Just the most shredded. Oh my thing. god! There's no, no merit. There's no merit. There's no merit That's in so the fitness true, man. industry. Fitness is actually bad. There's no merit. No, in fitness. not at all. No, it's literally it's all superficial Holy basis. Shit, man. Like think about how hard That's it so is. True. Like Jeff Nippert is like such a small exception of a guy. Yeah. Like, Blaine yeah. Norton. Like true. Even the stronger by science guys. Think about the stronger by science guys. How knowledgeable <laughs> they are and how small their no podcast is. Yeah. Other than us who are trainers. Yeah. So it's true. It's literally just. How shredded you are, how good you look, how much money it seems like. If you're going on these extravagant, mm-hmm. extravagant trips on YouTube and things like that, then you have eyes on you. But fitness online is now more who's the best entertainer. It's go. not who's the be- who's the most knowledgeable about fitness. Yeah. It's who can help you probably get fit, but is also really entertaining. But to play devil's advocate for like those people, like. Like we said, how much do you really need to know to help a majority of people? So these people might not be anywhere near as knowledgeable as maybe we think they should be. But if they know how to count calories, if they know mm-hmm. how to help people, they might not have the behavior side of things. But if they have a thousand people in a Facebook group all talking about their experience and they're probably going to lose weight and they're probably going to eat a little it's bit healthier. Happen. They're probably going to move more. It's probably a net positive. But I think... Sometimes it's hard for trainers that are really science-based or know all the nitty-gritty. They get butthurt because they're like, I deserve to be Mm -hmm. the one that's making all the money, but I'm not as shredded or as entertaining or handsome or whatever, so I'm not getting the eyes on me and not making the money. Well, one, we are – I want to hear your thoughts. We're an entertainment-based world now. Mm -hmm. Back in the 40s on the radio, you got what you needed through one – single stimulus now the news is entertaining so like we always want some other sort of stimulation two um i would argue actually the people who are like who are doing that stuff yes it's good because they're just moving and that's the goal but i don't know if they're going to do it forever like if they're relying on maddie fit to get them moving she's not going to be there their whole life it's true uh and even i would even it comes right back to how we say everyone's got to deal with themselves what i mean by that is they it comes down to them no one will hold your hand forever so even us like if we can establish the habits for the rest of their lives then they're good whereas i would argue if they're relying on a youtube video i don't know if they're going to do that till the day they die yeah you're right but but unless you have somebody like jeff nippert who teaches those tools for life that's what i'm saying like and no and i'm actually posing a question like how does one make someone intrinsically learn so they do it forever like do you just hope that they have just yeah the environment to do it i think that's what it has to be i think it's just hope they watch a couple things and then something sparks it and then it's like holy shit i want to change like it's, there's no way just us no, telling a client no one thing yeah like, eh? there's no like unless you disagree so. like i don't think us we can tell our clients a lot of great things i just don't think that alone will make no. them do it forever unless you outline unless you try to figure out what their intrinsic motivators are whether it's playing with their kids or not being judged by others or not being the fat guy at work or whatever it is and until you mm-hmm. maybe there you go maybe hit you can find points. yeah maybe you can hit the pain points and just be like 
if you do this, you can make this stretch. And obviously say it in a nicer, more smooth way. Yeah, or like, magnify some of that stuff. Like, yeah. oh, how how you feel today? Oh, I felt good. I was able to play pick up this again. Mm-hmm. And then you really hype it up. You're like, oh my yeah. God, see what we're doing here? It just And then they're like, oh, yeah, positive feedback loop yeah. initiated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're bang on. Maybe that's when I we think can so, change yeah. it you can definitely We can definitely push people in the right direction. And, but then they have to at some point. It has to be their lead. We, right, now. we push, literally, I'm picturing us... Pushing someone, that, pushing and then, them over, the, slamming their head into the ground, <laughs> and, then, and then forcing them and to then, be fit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about something so, else. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, oh. like, imagine teaching your client to ride a bike. That's what I picture. You push yeah. them, they're going, and then they're off. <laughs> you, they're a free birdie. Yes. Oh, Should we end it there? Yeah, I think so. That's a good place to that was do a good it. One. That was a hectic podcast. That was a variety. seventy minutes. Yeah, was it? For me, it's. Oh, yeah. I started a few minutes before no, yeah, you I'm came 70. in. I'm 70 right there. Beauty. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, there might be another. So that was that. Like I said, you didn't know what you were going to get. I hope you enjoyed. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend. And for all my Yidden listening, Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. And treat your fellow Mishpoche well. I'll, I'll see you around. Keep listening every Friday. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.